the good die young I might live forever I guess Caught up on the wind Round and round again Just trying to do my best I've been trying to go to church But I keep getting intercepted By the ball game on TV Or is that code 303? Didn't Peter fish for me? Alright, Cable Smith, welcoming everybody into episode 31 of Justified Pursuit. As always, alongside my good buddy, my co-host, the good counselor, Chisholm Cook. How are you today? I'm good, buddy. Life is good. The sun's finally back out. It's been raining for like... 10 days. Jeez, we haven't had a baseball uh, game in three weeks. Yeah. Yeah, the whole state's been getting dumped on, which yeah. is awesome. All the ponds are full down at at the ranch, mm-hmm. uh, but the mosquitoes will be devouring us in short order. Yeah. So, no. Yeah. What are you going to do? I saw like the first one this past week, which was just like, oh, damn it. Here yeah. we go. So, could be worse. I could be back down in Corpus Christi. while you can. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, They're so bad down in Corpus, where I'm from, that uh, my cousin and her husband canceled their wedding anniversary party this weekend. Really? <laughs> yeah, just because of the mosquitoes. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, that's incredible. Um, so we've got some stuff to get into today. Uh, first thing, one thing I posted on Instagram on our page this week, the uh, New York City Education Department sponsors Drag Queen PBS series for children three to eight. I've really come to the conclusion, and it's not like a new thing, but the root of all evil in the world, certainly in North America, I believe, come from California and New York. Like bad things, that's where it usually starts. Yeah, but like anything else, it's it's not all bad, You're about to right? Stick like up for the ten no, percent of the no. good folks in those places, and maybe well, I mean, they, I don't know. There are there have been ideas that have come from those two places that are worthwhile. Um. Well, but, you don't see that story coming out of I, San Antonio, Texas. Yeah, well, and I, I don't, I don't see any of those worthwhile things being promoted anymore. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, uh, you know, like with California, they, you know, they're kind of responsible for things like, you know, healthy eating and sort of the promotion of of a healthier lifestyle and yoga. I mean, yeah. everybody loves some yoga, especially yoga pants, right? But Oh. it's been a while since they generated anything um, they're still making red wine yeah they do make the good <laughs> red wine yeah um and it's still the most beautiful state in the in the country which is just certainly so among sad. them which is yeah it's a real travesty mm. i mean dude all you got to say about it is that for the first time in the history of the census the state shrank and yeah. that census was conducted before COVID. So like people would say, oh, it's the vi-. it's not even about the pandemic stuff. Like people were flying out of there before that. Well, even if it was about the pandemic, it's just people don't like authoritarian dictatorship like rule. You know, well, that's what I'm saying is like, that's just the most recent and probably the most noteworthy example of it. But, mm-hmm. you know, they were driving people and businesses out of there well before they're locking the state down until June 15th. Yeah, completely arbitrary date that just so happens to be right before the recount uh, vote, but whatever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but so for a, a city education department to basically pay for a drag queen PBS series aimed at kids three to eight. What, yeah, I man, mean, I, what, I, 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 speechless. Yeah, I mean, literally, I, I. He sent me that last night and I showed it to my wife and, you know, she had a look of horror on her face. I I just don't get it, man. Like I understand and I've tried, we have both expressed our empathy for, you know, transgender people, but this is a whole different thing. These are, these are drag Queens and those aren't transgender people, right? Those are mostly, I guess always a drag queen by definition is a dude that wants to dress up and show off as a woman, but doesn't necessarily like want to transition even on a day-to-day basis from the clothing perspective. Like that it's just like, I guess a show and uh, dude, uh, still do whatever you want. Uh, Why it's necessary to 
brain brainwash indoctrinate just target yeah target is a better word yeah why it's necessary to pump that into the brains of three to eight year olds i just don't get like what what horrible civil rights wrong are they trying to correct with that you know that like you know and and here's (laughs) so let's let's say they want to normalize and and you know they want to eliminate bigotry against people who like to buck you know normal gender roles by nipping in nipping it in the bud at three years old the same people who are doing that and trying to desensitize kids to that you know pretty rare and atypical behavior mm-hmm. want to segregate white people from people of color for race training and call all white people the devil so like they're driving segregation and racism on on one hand and then balancing that against forcing the confusion of children about gender issues on the other it's just not like there's no consistency and well Again, you, I, you mentioned I don't race here. One of my other notes was: Did you see everyone's favorite, well, second favorite mayor after De Blasio, um, Lori Lightfoot, mayor of Chicago, said that she will yeah. only be granting interviews with inter, with reporters of color. That's not racist, Lori. Dude, sorry, white yeah, folks, I, you crackers I, ain't getting an interview. Yeah, I um. Fighting racism with racism is never going to work. You know what it's going to do? Make people more racist. That's it. It's yeah. Validating, it's know. just validating racism. Like how yeah. can uh, these people just don't ever get ca- called out on it. Uh, another note I had for you. I don't know if you saw this, the NBA social justice coalition. You know how we like to talk about the NBA because they're always getting their fingers in the, uh, the melting pot of social issues, which there could be merit to that. And there could be, you know, overstepping it. Um, certainly LeBron, I think we've talked about him a lot. He's probably his heart's in the right place. Delivery sometimes way off base. Um, but they have come up with the George Floyd Justicing and Police Act. I don't know if you've seen anything about that, but uh, mm-hmm. this is their latest um their latest effort here. And and I read what the the act entailed. Basically, no more chokeholds. Um I don't know. Maybe there's a time where an officer has to use a chokehold to subdue someone. I don't know how that would fit into this, um, but that's neither here nor there. What are your thoughts on the NBA getting so involved that they're they're coming up with the George Floyd Justicing and Policing Act? Cool, man. You know, I, I guess um, I guess it's I like them proposing solutions, even if you know those solutions aren't. I, I haven't read it. I don't know what all they're proposing. I didn't see anything grossly out of line with. Yeah, yeah, cool, good. Or... Then you know, I mean, the chokehold thing seems <laughs> that's pretty debatable, right? Like, yeah, they can be very effective at subduing a situation. They can obviously al- always lead to potential harm or, or death, right? So, you know, I mentioned to you a few weeks back that I go to jujitsu, and you know, just about every single night that I do it, somebody chokes me briefly. Um, but, you know, when you tap, they let you go. And right. I don't know that the police do that necessarily. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, again, I, I guess coming up with solutions, proposals for solutions um, sounds they're doing better than the politicians who talk about this. I, I will give them that. <laughs> this actually yeah. is a solution to a yeah. real problem. Um, and, you know, for the long time, I was just like, you know, I, professional sports need to stay out of politics out of social issues but i can't say that i really have any issue with this thing um yeah well i've never been one of those guys right like i i get the michael jordan approach um and i don't take issue with the lebron approach um i think when uh what's her name laura ingram said just shut up and dribble that was pretty dumb Mm -hmm. he has a right to speak his mind just like the rest of us um and as a you know free market capitalists uh if it's if the approach they're taking is um not supported or not appreciated by their fan base it'll show up in ratings and 
ticket sales and jersey sales and i think we've seen some of that mm-hmm. but again like in you know in, in this particular instance good job y'all are you know promoting a solution um this doesn't mean they I, get a pass on the whole china thing though i mean and lebron certainly is not at all no not 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 at all there um, for sure and you said you yeah i mean it his um intentions are, are not good in that regard uh they may be on uh the domestic race front in general but um his conflict of interest with regards to jersey sales and mm-hmm. <laughs> um you know all of his finance the, the entire league's financial ties to communist china and their refusal to acknowledge true mass scale atrocities committed by that government um you know versus the way they treat american society is laughable i it also just further highlights to me like guys look at the places where these things are happening mm-hmm. and tell me which policies your preferred party are implementing that are helping i heard from an african american man yesterday named Give me a second. While you're doing that, did you hear what John Cena said? He called Taiwan a country, and he was doing a a presser for his new Fast and the Furious 57 or whatever it is he's in. (laughs) Uh, But he called Taiwan a country, and the backlash from China was out the ass. And they basically, they made him, someone made him apologize on Twitter, and he said, I grossly misconstrued whether the fact Taiwan was a country and for that I'm sorry they're a country yeah, there so, you go. I, I'm gonna have to look that one up because uh, they knew that, that's, that's a good so one. many people were blasting him for apologizing meanwhile you know you're in Hollywood elite and you're making all this money off of China with the whatever one point what is it four billion people or whatever right there. Yep. um which yeah, you so don't get into and apologizing you sell no movie tickets in China without the approval of the Chinese Communist Party. Yeah. Uh, Robert Woodson is the name of the gentleman I was listening to yesterday. Um, he was a big-time civil rights at- activist back in the 60s, now runs a, um, a nonprofit called the Woodson Center, and he's bringing um, basically black conservative vo- voices to the forefront and you know making the case. Oh, well, we've been making. Um, that the uh, Thomas Souls and Glenn Lowry's of the world, both of whom are contributors to his organization, have been making. Um, he pointed out that in Minneapolis, the you know uh, ground zero for the uh, George Floyd, I guess movement and the BLM, the the sort of reviving of BLM there last summer, uh, has had twelve. I think this was just specifically in Minneapolis. 12 black children ranging from as young as two to as old as I think like 12 killed in, uh, you know, various, various ways, all gun violence, basically. Uh, I think just this year, maybe since, maybe since in every blue city across the country because they defunded the police. That's not an opinion. That's actual fact. Violent crime rates are up all over the country. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Uh, No doubt. Right. But yeah. but 12, 12 black children, young the outcry babies, right? There 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 is the none outside. Exactly, and yeah. you know as we've talked about the the actual numbers annually. Uh, last year was twenty unarmed black men in America that were killed by police, one of whom was George Floyd. Now, twelve black children are killed in basically street violence because there are no, you know, because the police have been defunded in Minneapolis and nobody, nobody's going to talk about that. I actually also learned from a different uh, thing I was listening to that apparently a number of these jurisdictions, they're no longer recording in violent uh, criminal statistics, Mm -hmm. the race of the perpetrator the attacker only the race of the victim oh yeah because that's and not that's, relevant mm. well it's deliberately to undermine you know the i wish i could remember the gentleman's name but we've talked about him um 
Um, there's that research, there's that uh, black economist from Harvard that had uh, done the study. He was trying to prove yeah. the disproportionate use of force and deadly force against uh, black Americans compared to white Americans and his statistics kind of immediately undermined his whole original thesis and, you know, create the argument that, well, yeah, they're, they're, they're just trying to make sure that the statistics don't undermine their position that it's all about systemic racism. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. anyway, um, speaking of undermining the system, I got to play this clip from everybody's favorite socialist AOC and I'm going to play it for you now. Hopefully you can hear it. I'm just going to try to play it from my phone. So we'll see how it, how it sounds here. With all of the voter suppression laws that are sweeping in Republican-led states across the country, we have to pass H.R. 1. It's a delusion to think that Trump was, was just this accident instead of a symptom of something much deeper that's defining the Republican Party. And they... Not only will they take away our democracy, they are. Just look at what's happening in, in Republican states uh, across the country. She's my favorite Democratic Socialist, man. Is there nothing more ironic than that? In the name of protecting democracy, we're going to take away your rights. Right. And that's why she's my favorite Democratic Socialist, because she's so <laughs> effing dumb that anybody with half a brain that listens to her will realize that they are completely full of shit. Yeah. 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 Well, so, and the name just, of the bill is HR one, and it basically, you get the gist of it. It would federalize elections. Yeah, we did a show about it yeah. at the beginning yeah. of the year. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, there's that from AOC, that little gem. Um, yeah. The only other thing I have on my notes for today, and then we're going to talk about human monkey stuff, uh, <laughs> is are you familiar with the Graham Act? Only because you brought it to my attention. Yeah. So I've I've. Yeah. You know, I, I don't really care if people want to smoke weed. I think um, there's certain certainly validity to the fact that it could be a gateway drug, but I think that alcohol is way more dangerous yep. than marijuana. Yeah, and why it's not considered a gateway drug is beyond me. Yeah, and I've used yeah. marijuana recreationally uh, in my younger days for sure, and I'm not going to say that I haven't on an elk hunt in Colorado gone to a dispensary and bought a gummy where it's legal. <laughs> Uh, I have no problem with it. I don't care. Like, there's whether someone wants to get high or not, and especially in the sanctity of their own home, I don't give a crap what they do. But when states make it legal for you to get a medical license to purchase marijuana, or you can go to a dispensary and buy it, you don't forfeit your Second Amendment right, in my opinion, to to have that. You made it available. It's legal. Now you can't sit here and in the same breath tell me that I can't own a firearm. But meanwhile, I can go buy a fifth of vodka, chug it all, and I'm free to still have my firearms. Like I, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't understand that at all. So the Graham Act is trying to basically say, look, states, you, um, it's trying to basically get the the feds and the states in line to where, like what I just said, you don't you don't forfeit your right to protect yourself just because you can, you can illegally smoke marijuana. Yeah. Um, I have plenty of thoughts on this, uh, in terms of just the, the nuts and bolts of the bill, I did take a look at it when you brought it to my attention. And as I understand it, the bill would not, um, change anything in States where it's not yet, uh, been legalized. So, it would it would limit the application of this to states that have legalized right. cannabis use, um, in order to square that circle there. But like here in Texas, where it's not legal yet, it would still be illegal to purchase, I guess, and own a firearm uh, if you were a illegal cannabis user. Um, so I thought that was interesting. Um, it at least sort of tailors it to where the problem lies, at least so far as. You know, to your point, the ability to walk into a store and buy something that then negates your. Uh, well, you have to perjure yourself. That's the other. That's the the hiccup is like right now, because contrary to what the left puts out there, you have a background check when you go buy a firearm, whether that's at a gun right. show or a store or whatever. We talked about that before. But if you say that no, I do not use cannabis, but yet you have a medical license to smoke cannabis and you're doing it actively and you're lying on your background check then you've perjured yourself. And so that loophole is like, that's a big problem. Sure. Yeah. I mean, 
I can kind of see this from all sides. On one hand, I could say, um, we all have to make choice choices and prioritize things in life. Right. And I mean, I don't know if you, if you derive a tremendous medical benefit from cannabis, then I would say that is definitely a, a check mark in the fix this problem column. Right. Because to your point, then you can't, you can't own a, you can't buy a firearm unless you perjure yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the same time, that's a, that's one bucket of people. Right. And then there's people who just use recreationally and, you know, I could see the argument to say, you know, this is, this is a right, but like every other right in the bill of rights, there are limitations to it. And, you know, this drug is illegal at a federal level and therefore, you know, we're not going to change the law because you choose to do something that maybe your state allows, but the feds don't, um, you know, personally, getting back to sort of the original point, it's clearly far less overall damaging than drinking. And I can speak from, you know, personal experience from my much younger days, mm-hmm. you know, that no one has ever gotten smashed, slurring, violent, blackout drunk from cannabis. Nobody yeah. No, you just and sit there that and happens. And eat your Cheetos and play your video games. Things that right. I don't really use. Any, I don't play video games. I don't eat Cheetos, so I don't really need marijuana. But you know, right. there was a time when I did, and was like, "How many games of FIFA can we play before we pass out?" From right. That, that so being high. said, that being said, do I feel super comfortable with somebody who's baked out of his mind handling a firearm? Not particularly. No, I don't but, want to be around him. No. Right. Well, but that you know, you, you if you have a CHL, you can't go into a bar with it mm-hmm. right with your firearm you really can't be you cannot be carrying under any influence of alcohol i know that's how it is in texas i assume it's pretty comparable in most states right yeah so that seems pretty easy to square yeah if you're under the influence of cannabis you can't have your gun on you it's right fine. but the but the problem here is you're not allowed to own one right if you ever use it apparently which is i you know it's just ridiculous and then and then it, the, the biggest thing that i see is that it actually has been used or attempted to have, it has been attempt. There have been attempts to use this, this, this problem, this conflict in federal versus state law here to strip people of their actual guns. So I don't know if you saw this, but when I looked it up, there was a, um, the police, I think in Honolulu, it was in Hawaii. I think it was specifically in Honolulu <clears throat> issued a press release um, shortly after they, legalized cannabis out there saying that all cannabis users, it may have been specifically medical license holders or something had to surrender their firearms. And it was quickly swatted out to half court by, I guess, a judge. But, you know, there was an example of very obviously left-leaning state immediately jumping on the opportunity to take people's guns away. And then the department of justice, the U S department of justice got mixed, got into the mix in Michigan uh, demanding that they tighten up their uh, background check protocols to make sure that uh, they weren't selling guns to people who potentially had used. I don't. They didn't. The article I was looking at didn't really explain like the crux of the the mm-hmm. issue there. But the point is just like it does give authorities an excuse to potentially confiscate firearms. I guess one of the things I kind of learned through this, like I knew that you couldn't buy a gun because of, to your point, the background check, which, you know, I've bought a few guns. So I've certainly seen that question on there. Uh, I guess it never occurred to me or just never thought about, or, you know, it just was a non-issue in my life. It never, I never realized it meant you really couldn't even own a gun. You couldn't, you can't be gifted a gun. You can't inherit a gun if you're a regular cannabis user. And so, yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's a problem. And I like the fact that um, there are Republicans who have the stones to wade into this issue um, kind of from both directions, right? Because as a libertarian, I like you said earlier, <sighs> and going back to something we talked about a while back, I actually got feedback on this. It's just over the weekend. Less criminal laws are better. Less criminal laws would be a great way to help reform policing because then the police would have less reason and excuse to be arresting people. 
Well, right? and just and so, big government is bad government. Then it's just a microcosm right. of that. Like, okay, right. yeah, more yeah. laws. And, and, and I'm not, yeah, I'm not somebody who sits here and says that cannabis use is completely harmless. Everybody knows a burnout, right? Like, oh, I'm, I'm sitting here and telling you that it makes you lazy and want to just eat crap. It certainly can sit there. And, right? I mean, for me, can, yeah. that's why I just like later on, it, basically my adult life is like, eh, I don't really seek it out. Don't right. really need it. But, um, you know, I got married and have kids. It's like, I, well, I wouldn't even know where to get it if I want, if I did want it. So other than Colorado, right. But there it's like, <laughs> and Oklahoma actually, and New Mexico and yeah, Louisiana. Okay. Here's a, this is an interesting side note. Um, speaking of Oklahoma, Aaron and I, the last concert we went to before the pandemic was to New York City. We saw this band, Flatland Calvary, Texas Country Man. We went and saw them again this past weekend at Choctaw Casino. Dude, yep. you would have thought their COVID never existed. I mean, people walking around in there smoking oh. cigarettes. Uh, <laughs> most, of the, most of the people in the concert that were in the standing part, like the front, were college-age kids. And Aaron and I are like, we, I think we're too young to like sit in the seats but we're not really uh young enough to hang out with these kids so we're kind of like in the in between and we're like distancing from them just a little bit um they're all vaping making out and i said you know what i feel pretty comfortable around these kids because i guarantee you every one of them has had covid there's no (laughs) way if this is i mean i don't think college kids really stop living the college life most watching them them, yeah interact and just the way that there wasn't a care in the world they all have herd immunity there's no way they don't uh awesome <laughs> like <laughs> you know that's a group that is at such minimal risk that's exactly what they should have been doing and it's exactly how to i mean i don't know it yeah no i i don't believe they should have been locking themselves in their houses uh, yeah. i believe that the long-term effects of this from a mental health perspective are going to outweigh what happened to uh, some of the people that caught it, um, but it was yeah, nice to be back it, to an in-person. That's concert, awesome, though. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, I had one other note for you. Oh yeah. So one other side note I saw out of the glorious province of Ontario, which this harkens back to our interview with uh, Michael Hunter about the great Michael Hunter. What's been going on in his province and the tyranny that they're living under every day? And so I saw this. Um, the guy, the guy that was recording, you never see his face, but he's standing outside of like a, a police precinct or something. And this cop walks out and approaches him and says, I saw you not social distancing. Here's your ticket for not being six feet away from someone. And so they start talking and he's like, okay, so you're giving me a ticket for not social distancing outdoors. And he's like, yes, here's your ticket. And then he goes, and here's your other ticket because I saw you shake that guy's hand and it's illegal to shake hands in Ontario. So he gave him two tickets, one for being too close to a person and then one ticket for shaking a person's hand. So uh, just a little, uh, you know, I think Canada's jumped the shark, man. I used to think Canada, um, I still love going there to hunt, but man, and and just a beautiful country, but geez, they need to. It's, ama- it's amazing what is happening up there, man. Um, and, you know, it's. They're just taking it. Dude, I mean, if you remember last summer, LA, and New York, so. some of these hard left cities in America were, you know, offering, dude, I'm pretty sure offering rewards for, you know, snitching Narcs. on your, yeah, yeah, yeah. Snitching out like your neighbors your and stuff, man. I get, <laughs> oh, dude. And, you know, on top of that here, <laughs> just in, just over the weekend news breaks that Fauci did an interview at something called the American fact checkers gala or something like that. Did you see that? Is this where he admitted that he was just grandstanding by having his mask on outdoors or whatever? No, that's a good one, too. This was where he um, uh, acknowledged that he's no longer convinced that the virus necessarily was uh, a natural phenomenon. Oh, uh, that's yeah, interesting, because I told you I wanted to talk about that. Yeah, well, it's picking up steam. Um, because yeah. I can't smell still. I'm at 50% capacity, of, and I had COVID December 6th, uh, 6th is when I tested positive. What is that? How many months is that? We're in May. No, six going on. Yeah, six, seven, almost seven months ago. I still can't smell. There isn't a disease in this world that I know of that affects someone like that, where you just, oh, I had COVID. Now I just don't smell anymore. Uh, The flu doesn't do that. 
other natural viruses don't do that. That's why I'm, and I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but I, I don't think that this thing originated from somebody eating a bat. I think it was made in a lab in Wuhan. It got out. And then China who answers to nobody for anything just was like, ah, F you rest of the world. We don't care. I'm so sick and tired of the word conspiracy theorists or the words conspiracy theorists, man. Everything really that the le- that realist <laughs> dude, I mean, this thing came clearly from a city that houses not one, but two of these virology centers, at least one of the two being this level four virology center had been audited by the U S in the last 15 years and found horribly deficient in their, you know, procedures and protocols for containment. And now there's reporting that no less than three people within that facility became stricken ill with something do it yeah in, in, november. in november right and it's a conspiracy theory to claim that in part because the world health organization they sent a task force in to review it and that task force was like nope yep it was a it came from a bat and yet the head of that task force is man i, I have to look up the exact link but his he has direct ties to the Chinese Communist Party. Like the conflict of interest of this guy being in charge of that investigation was obnoxious. But again, but you know, like I say that, what does the what option does the who have? China doesn't have to let them in to look. Right. And like plain and simply. Right. I, I so like you... it, that was their terms. Like you're going to come in and check this out. This is the guy you're going to put in charge of it. Yeah. It, like that. So I read this article yesterday because this came out and I wanted to see what the, the left was reporting on it. Right. So, so like I said, the, the, the news being that Fauci at something called the American fact checkers uh, festival, dude, I really, it was so America are all people that work for Facebook and Twitter that get together and have a little fact checking jerk off session or what? Yeah. Um, somebody I may, uh, that I know very, very closely may or may not be working on a book about this. I'll just say that anyway. Yeah. At that thing, he gets asked this question about the building momentum behind the, quote, conspiracy theory of it not being, you know, naturally occurring, having come from animals. And he confirms, yeah, I no longer hold that necessarily. And that was already that was all the way back on May 11th. So it didn't make news until this weekend when, you know, a bunch of right leaning uh, news outlets, online outlets, et cetera, like uncovered it and it went viral. Right. So fast forward to Monday and I take a look you know, just Google that to see what pops up. And CNN has an article, the first half of which probably 500, 600, 700 word article, the first half of which was blaming Trump for why Fauci took the stand he did initially. It was so, it was, it was so beautiful. I read that thing, dude, I'll find it and I'll post it when I get around to it. (laughs) Just FYI, everybody. The, it's just like AOC just called every conservative half the country just what did she what was the term she used uh, a, a movement or what was it a uh, yeah uh, whatever uh, she said in that clip I played um, right I can't remember the word she used I wish I could but just vilifying half of the country who had conservative values and and I and if Trump wasn't so polarizing like we've talked about more than half the country would have voted conservative so yeah uh, right in this case, the derangement syndrome is still so pervasive and their need to cover Fauci's ass is so absolute, right? That they found a way to blame Trump for why Fauci dismissed these claims this time a year ago. Trump and that was a bulldog. He was, and that he was since then, China, dude. So when he, when he first China, threw it out China. there, all right, China, when he first threw it out there, he was asked, "Do you have, have you seen anything, any evidence that leads you to this belief? He's like, yes, I have. And they said, can you share it? And he's like, unfortunately, no, I can't. So that gave the left all the cover they needed to claim that he was just making stuff up, right? So they, so they basically said, well, he, he made an allegation with no evidence. So Fauci had to deny it and go with what the who said. But fast forward a year later, and now there's a whole bunch of smoking gun evidence that it points to the idea that this might actually be what happened. And so it only makes sense that Fauci would change his mind. 
I can't smell anything. It's like, and I know that that's what happened. <laughs> Dude, how, like, there's no journalism in any of that at all, man. The, the, <laughs> The possibility there was so blatantly obvious that for the left to dismiss it as the realm of conspiracy theory, only to come back a, a year later and claim that, well, now there's a whole bunch of evidence. Yeah, there is. You know why? Because a bunch of people who thought that there was a conspiracy afoot did some freaking research and uncovered this shit. Y'all sure as hell didn't do it. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. like who? Oh, I mean, the gaslighting is. It's keep, it's mind numbing. Keep going here because I, I have a stat I need to look up for this next point I'm going to make. Um, <laughs> how anybody puts even an ounce of faith in that man in particular. All this other stuff aside, how he man. still has a job. I don't. It's yeah, blowing. dude, uh, dude, Stephen Crowder on Louder with Crowder is currently banned from from YouTube. He's on their second strike and three strikes, and you're banned from YouTube forever, right? For and he's got truth. a. <laughs> hold on. He's got a lawsuit going against them to try to reestablish his uh, presence on, on the platform. Uh -huh. He played a montage of Fauci's own words in chronological order and got himself banned for that. That's what he's banned for, for presenting Fauci's own words. Why? Because he contradicts himself about every month, not just contradicts, but completely flip flops. You guys don't need a mask. It would be ridiculous for everybody to be aware of mask. Now you need to wear a mask. Oh, now you need to wear two masks. Oh, you've been vaccinated. Now you need to wear two masks. Oh, wait. Now I want everybody to go get the vaccine because all of a sudden numbers have flatlined and nobody's getting them anymore. So guess what? You don't need two masks. You don't need any masks if you've had the vaccine. And I only said that and only wore two masks to create the appearance and to lead by a quote, good example even though it was unnecessary in the first place so like i want everyone to stick your thumb up your ass and spin around just to see if you'll do it because i told you to yeah man oh it's, so it's this is the stat i was looking up uh how many people have died in in the united states from covid it's like over five hundred thousand that they confirmed uh they claim it's pushing six i guess okay another uh, another number that has really flatlined because it was five hundred thousand at like thanksgiving yeah and it's yeah. not six hundred thousand yet but so we're China, all still China, the country of China has infinitely more people than us. We're at 330 million. They're at one point something billion. They had Chisholm 91,000 cases total in China. Uh, 90, there, there was 167 million cases worldwide, 3.48 million deaths in China had 4,633 deaths. You know what I'm going to tell you right now? There are a bunch of bodies buried in China that died of COVID that we will never know anything about. A, like a, a, maybe a million. I don't know. There's We're no a lot fatter here. There, and that didn't help. There's no, they don't have the health care that we have. Dude, I mean, I don't believe the number 600,000. I, I hear you. I don't believe anything that comes Whatever out of China, but I don't believe that, anything that comes out of this country as it pertains to this virus either. Anymore, if it's 400,000 and you're telling me that they had 4,000? People die from the, from the place where it originated when they had no response. They didn't know what was going on. Nobody knew anything about it. They only had 4,000. Yeah, no, dude. dude. You remember, you remember when like overnight of thousands yeah. of bodies buried in China right now? I'm sure there are. I'm sure you're right. There, I'm sure that they've had at least as many deaths from this virus. I'm sure they've had at least as many more deaths from this virus as we should have fewer deaths from this virus if we were being fair and honest with the accounting. <laughs> a few hundred thousand more on their end and a couple hundred thousand less on our end. I've told you, I mean, I, I mentioned it. There was this lady uh, on the next door app here in my community in the hill country that was claiming that her 90 something year old father-in-law or grandfather-in-law, you know, died of the virus because he had a heart attack and the heart attack was the virus's fault. And he was in his nineties. Yeah. He lived a good life, sir. Yeah, man. <laughs> anyway, uh, no, so anyway, yeah. that there's there's definitely a lot of smoke in china and the, the farther we go i mean it's kind of what i always thought anyway uh but I, I just don't see how you could say that number one i can't smell anything i know a bunch of people who've had all these crazy side effects to this new virus which naturally occurring things we don't really see that and then when you look at this, those stats that we just talked about it's absolutely asinine there's just no way any of that adds up so Dude, I, I I could I could spend 
45 minutes explaining just how deep I think this thing goes. But suffice it to say, I don't buy it. Yeah. I would bet a lot of money it came out of a lab. I'd also bet a not a lot of money that we'll never ever be able to verify that. And then we will, you and I will die, hopefully in our 90s of a COVID induced heart attack uh, with a huge percentage of the population here believing it came from bats and at least an equally huge percentage of the population believing it came from that lab. Right. Because, man, if there's one thing that has become clear to me lately, it is that people have become so entrenched in belief and ideology that they just refuse. I was talking to a mutual friend of ours who we've mentioned a couple of times who's got a uh, stepfather who is a certifiably brilliant human being that has become a kind of a dyed in the wool left. This is the guy who mentioned how, you know, his, his dad was arguing that uh, passports, that these vaccination passports were necessary. And he's like, well, what about obesity passports? Because that's a bigger problem to the American healthcare system than this is. And he actually managed to get the guy's attention for a brief moment. But he was telling me the other day, he's like, I, I can't even talk to him about any of this stuff because he just refuses to see it. Like he, mm -hmm. you can present it to him and he just, dude, have, you, have we talked about this? Have you ever watched Westworld on HBO? Yeah. Yeah. I watched the first two seasons. Yeah. So you know how like the robots are programmed to not see things that will like screw up their reality, right? They'll right. like let key them into the fact that they're actually robots, right? It's like that. I mean, somehow this mind control effort is such that it just, there are certain things that people just like almost cannot see. How many times Certainly. did you tell me I needed to spin around on my thumb? <laughs> just making sure I got that right. Do I it three more sure times. I follow the rules. It'll help. <laughs> yeah. All right. Monkey human stuff. I haven't done any research on this. So the floor is yours. Yeah. I mean, it's a pretty short thing and, and I do have to get, maybe we can pick up the ethics of it in a, another conversation that might be broader, but the long and short is that about a month ago news dropped. I think the, I know the first place I saw it was an NPR article. And then if you go and Google it now, you can see every, just about every outlet you can name has got an article or a, podcast or whatever about it but um after decades of trying to do this um as confirmed by the same friend i was just talking about who's uh he he works in computer science and has a like basically a genetics uh education so you talk about the ethics and here i am my first question is why why are we trying to do this yeah yeah yeah. i guess um, that's the conversation for another day well that's the interesting thing i i highly recommend that everybody do their own quick Google search to figure out use uh, DuckDuckGo. I'm sorry. We're going to stop promoting Google DuckDuckGo search and you'll find that. Um, well, so getting back to the, what happened, they, they have successfully some university in Southern California, as I recall, one of the UC system schools, but not like UCLA or USC, I guess USC is a private school. Anyway, <clears throat> they have successfully created, I guess, viable living although I think they're frozen, uh, monkey-human hybrid embryos. They've been trying to do it for at least a couple of decades. And so the first article I looked at, and this is kind of the tone of all of them, certainly from all of the more left-leaning news organizations I looked at it, for, uh, looked, looked into it with, um, they, the researcher who was interviewed about what they've done you know, just sort of vaguely mentioned how like, hey, this might help us like, you know, you know, uh, give an arm back to an amputee or eyesight back to somebody who's blind. Um, Can you make the leftists? They see? don't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they want to do that. <clears throat> the thing he doesn't explain is the how of that. Right. Except, well, I guess the one article alludes to it. Right. Because they also, I guess, to their credit have conferred with a bioethicist from a different California university. Uh, and it sounds that's, you know, that's a person who's just what it sounds like a bioethicist is somebody who's like, you know, spends a career looking at the ethics of, of, uh, of medicine and, and other, you know, biologically related sciences and technological advancements. Right. Mm -hmm. So that guy is kind of blowing, blowing the, you know, the, the, the warning alarm about 
this is what you can piece together from it. The authors of the articles I read were so deliberately trying to hide the ball here. It's not super clear, but from reading two or three articles about it, in a nutshell, how would they go about replacing your eyeballs or giving you a new limb? Well, they'd have to take one of these human monkey embryos and grow it into a human monkey and then amputate that critter's limb, eyes, whatever, and sew it onto your body. Um, the left will never go for it. Why, why would the left because not go for say, it? Oh, no, you can't. You can't hurt that oh well yeah there's a there's monkey a human thing you can't do that well mate conflict for them <laughs> that's interesting because maybe you need can't give it to a conservative <laughs> that's an interesting point because from the bioethicist perspective the problem becomes how much human dna makes this thing too close to a human to mutilate like that so so he indicates that the whole rationale or purpose because i don't want a monkey arm well, that's the thing, right? Like, what good is a hairy monkey arm? <laughs> right. Not, not real good, right? So, oh, what they're trying to do, worms. dude. I mean, like, what you be, what becomes clear when you read about it is what they're trying to do is create basically a backdoor end around into being able to conduct these types of fucking demonic experiments and mutilations of basically humans, even though that's illegal. So you sprinkle in enough m- monkey blood to you know, circumvent the law and it's still the creation of a being just for the purposes of tearing it limb from limb. Dude. Anyway, uh, it's. I've always jokingly told the identical twins. I've always told the younger one. We just got her for spare parts. Oh my God. I've always said it in jest, though. Not like, but this is like real stuff. Like they're yeah, pretty young, bro. I don't know how how well they pick up on your jesting. <laughs> young kids are exceedingly literal. Well, they're oh six now, so I think they're mature enough to handle it. So <laughs> okay, I I'm, I always oh I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh god, uh, <laughs> dad of the year. This has been a yeah. wild ass episode. Yeah, that's it's been uh, fun though. I've enjoyed it. Yeah, that's a that's a kick. Whew. Hmm. Yeah, it's not as well, bad as my wife saying in front of uh, Stella. Don't that she don't, was don't out her on that. Don't, don't third uh, yeah. favorite. Oh, I'm gonna out her. Yeah, she said that one's my third favorite right now. And Stella heard her say that and just started Number three heard it. Just started like not quite crying, but just looked so like she just crawled right in daddy's lap. She knew who loved her most. (sighs) Yeah, that's rough. Yeah. (sighs) Mm. Anyway. uh, Yeah. So chimeras (laughs) (laughs) like, you know, from, from a, uh, I don't know, from a morality ethics and, and particularly sort of biblical perspective, I just find it a grotesquerie that shouldn't be really even considered. And I don't, um, it, you know, it is in line with, I think, the mentality that has led to where we are with the virus, um, to some of the weird things that Silicon Valley is working on to try to extend human life indefinitely. I think I've mentioned that, you know, Elon Musk has claimed that these uh, mRNA vaccines should be in our lifetime, uh, capable of extending human life to 200 years and beyond. Meanwhile, uh, major uh, chief level executives from some of the biggest brands on the planet are working on computer simulations like i, would, I need to figure out who if that these was are the type of people that are still running the world i don't i don't want to be here. i want to check out long before 200 years yeah well Mark that down they will be running the world um but no i mean the, the point is like they're all they're all so afraid of their own mortality that they're trying to play god and figure out how to make us all if you believe immortal god, then you shouldn't be afraid of that which they don't. That's right. Which they don't. So. But you know, the, the 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 need to create a hybrid chimera just to raise it to then destroy it. Don't get me wrong. I feel terrible for amputees, blind people, any other person who's suffering from a major handicap. But I don't see, I don't see the good in this. And I thought about something the other day, man. Getting kind of back to the notion of conspiracy theories. It was only 80 years ago that 
some of the very most brilliant scientific minds on the planet were doing some of the most insidious, disgusting, evil things to humans that have really, you know, well, we've done this sort of thing throughout humankind, right? But, but recently, World War II, between the Nazis, what the Nazis were doing, and actually, I, I, I learned not long ago, sometime last year, about what Japanese were doing to Chinese people in, uh, in some concentration camps that they had going on during World War II that were as bad and in some cases made the Nazis look like um, uh, the Mother Teresa, I guess. My point is, you know, most of the best science and engineering that we've generated has come out of Germany, right? And and there, those minds were so corrupted that they were doing these god-awful things, right? And the truth is, a lot of modern-day science was born from the experimentation that those people were doing at that time. My, my broader point is, how how uh just dense and gullible do you have to be to buy the notion that in 2021 there aren't like evil geniuses who don't give a damn about ethics and morality they don't consider themselves evil maybe they think they're working on some problem that needs solving right but the, the point is why would anybody believe that just because they're smart and they're scientists that there's not a percentage of those people who are doing god-awful things right now and the truth is we know there are we know there are for sure in china as we speak um we've talked about bill gates's uh human experiments on babies in africa so right and you know i think the vast majority of americans would say nobody in america is doing anything like that oh yeah they made human monkey embryos why good effing question Right. Which, so, anyway. You know, it wouldn't bother me so much if they were just like growing an arm, but that wouldn't be a person. And right. You've got a full, you've got a and apparently and that doesn't like, work or they'd be working on it or maybe they are working on it, but they're like, hey, as a backup plan, let's make sure that we have the human monkey baby. Mm-hmm. God, dude. <sighs> Disgusting. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, you got to get this has yep. been a fun one uh, for Chisholm grab bag. <laughs> I'm Cable Smith. Thanks for tuning in to episode 32 of Justified Pursuit. I think I said 31 earlier, but yep, this is episode 32. Thanks for tuning in, and uh, we will see you guys next week. Say no to human monkeys. Monkey humans. To all you Republicans that helped me to win, I sincerely like to thank you, because now I got the world swing from my nose.